Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 439, Turkey Talk with Eddie Salter. And I am your co-host... And the guy who had a front row seat this morning for the Central Alabama Air Show. And it was phenomenal. (laughs) I'm glad that turned out well for you. I am your co-host and the guy who got it done finally today. Put, Put some shot in a turkey's head instead of over one. Or in a tree. Yeah. Or to the right of one, or to the left of one. Yeah, so it worked out great, because you know, yesterday, when we talked to Eddie, I was lamenting all my misses, but maybe that's all I needed. I needed a little encouragement from Mr. Salter to start putting it on him again. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, well, tell everybody uh, why the air show may not have been what you were hoping to get a ticket to today. Uh, so, I guess it really all falls on me, because when I pulled up to my hunting spot this morning, I saw a light a single light (laughs) in a clear cut across the road from where I was hunting, across the paved road, and it's not on our property, it's on a neighbor's property. And I heard an engine running, but it wasn't, I don't know, It. I guess maybe I thought it was a bulldozer in idle or a skitter (laughs) or a cutter that was idling you know it was at a decent enough distance to where i wasn't real sure what it was and but being there in the cutover i thought well that's weird that loggers would park their logging equipment in a two-year-old clear cut mm-hmm. that, that doesn't make any sense but here i go la di da di da down into the woods and so I mean, it's just getting to be the time of morning when you would hear a turkey gobble. And it is a beautiful morning. In fact, 
it's the prettiest morning that I have hunted in Alabama this season. Yeah. Temp is in the low 40s. It is crystal clear outside. It's calm. And that motor I heard running starts to rev up. Well, then... It takes off. Oh my gosh. And not only does it just take off, but it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for two solid hours. But wait. I'm not going to play that other 20 seconds of that. So that helicopter was spraying the clear cut that was fairly near where I was hunting. The neighbor's clear cuts across the highway. The clear cut on the property that I'm hunting is, oh, 250 yards, 300 yards from me. Hmm. And they're spraying the clear cut with herbicide. Mm. There is nothing but grass growing in this clear cut. And pine trees that have just been planted, like, you know, sometime between deer season and now. And they sprayed this thing last year. There's nothing, there's no... They just knew it was turkey season and Andy was there. Yeah, but there there is no, um, not even a, a sweet gum twig growing out of a stump. Everything in it's dead. Well, now it's going to be really dead. You know, I guess if you spray dead stuff with herbicide, then, you know maybe it's doubly effective and i don't know maybe they were fertilizing it but i don't know all i know is that i heard a helicopter back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for two hours today and then when the helicopter left the clear cut that i was in i could hear it i don't know maybe another mile or two miles down the road doing the same thing Mm -hmm. and then i hear this What is that? That is an airplane. Oh my gosh. That was flying no more than a hundred feet over the tops of the trees, back and forth, back and forth. Oh my gosh. Not spraying anything, just out for a little joy ride this morning. I just want to make sure, darn sure, you did not hear a gobble. One of my strengths in life is also a huge weakness. Mm-hmm. I am extremely stubborn. <laughs> and this morning I would say I'm extremely stupid because when I heard the helicopter, I should have just left and gone on to a... A different spot but I did not so anyway I got to listen to the plane back and forth back and forth you know a, a mile or two away turn around come back and go a mile or two past me turn around come back go down and do a little bank curve and you know right over me and I'm like this is just completely ridiculous so when I got to the truck I don't know, sometime after 9 o'clock, after 9.30, the plane stopped. (laughs) And I thought, yeah, that's about right. (laughs) That is about perfect Perfect. right there. Yeah. (laughs) So front row seat to the Central Alabama Air Show. Mm -hmm. The only only thing missing was the Blue Angels. Dang, that would have been nice. At least you got quite the show at that point. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So... Anyway, well, speaking of turkey stories such as that, interesting stories, we got some good stories today with Mr. Eddie Salter. Yes, we do. And some of them end better than that one where, you know, you're not just back at the truck sad. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't sad. I was mad. (laughs) Yeah, even better. Mad at somebody I don't know and mad at me at the same time. But, Mm. you know, anyway. We hop in here, talk to Eddie, get some great stories out of him and... 
maybe see everybody on the other side. Let's do it. Eddie Salter. Yes, sir. This is Andy Galliano, and I have Cameron Weddington on the phone with us as well. How are you this evening, sir? Well, I'm good. How are y'all doing? doing well. Well, good deal, good deal. I just want to get in here and settle down and see if it sounds okay for you. All right. Sounds great. Yes, sir. How, how's the turkey season going so far? You gotten to get out a good bit? Oh, yeah. It's, you know, just every day. It's been good this year. Been been the best year I've had in several years. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't, I can't complain a bit, man. I've actually been to Florida. I took my grandkids to Florida, and both of them killed turkeys in Florida. Then Alabama, one of them killed in Alabama. I didn't take. I got a little one that's four and a half, and I didn't take him. It was cold for youth season in Alabama, and I didn't yeah. take him that morning. And then I uh, went to Kentucky this last weekend, and little four and a half killed, killed another one, and his older brother killed another one. He's gonna kill four this year. He has. Wow. So, <laughs> we've done. You know, the the little boys killed two, and big brothers killed four. So can't complain on that now. No. Young men are knocking them down. They are. We got him. We got him a deal set up on a tripod that, and his daddy's, you know, kindly got it linked in there to his phone. That he's got a scope on it, and he can help him get his crosshairs lined up. And he tells him to pull the trigger, and and he he asks him, said, "Well, you is it? Can you see him in there good?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, pull the trigger, and then boom!" And he's he shot with a little four ten and with that TSS shot and and killed both of them. So. Four and a half. So man. that's a, you know, man, I'm just tickled to death with that. That's awesome. And you know, that's something that a four and a half year old kid eight, ten years ago would not be able to do because he would have been able, to, he would have been shooting a 20 gauge, best case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And then, then the, and then technology wouldn't have got it, you know, where you could sink in with your scope on your gun. Right. And with your telephone and tell all that. Well, he yeah. actually killed a, he killed his first deer this year, and they done that. And, and I said, well, if he can kill a deer, he can definitely kill a turkey. So, and of course, we done it out of blind. You know, we had to, you know, we had to get everything exactly like it needed to be. Yeah. And uh, Saturday morning in Kentucky, we called two other different gobblers in, but we just couldn't. You know, they just didn't lock in on the decoy, and uh, you know, we just couldn't get it done. We got, we had, you know, get them pretty much stationary and. And actually, the believe it or not, the two come in and they got in there about thirty steps, and they went to fighting each other. You know, it's kind of like they were fighting decoy. We had a decoy out, but they they didn't pay the decoy no attention. They was just fighting each other, and it ended up we ended up you know it's just like a decoy. He ended up you know being able to get on him, and the one he killed was twenty four pound. It was a monster, wow. you know. Sir, so, that's yeah. awesome. You're right. So you know, technology is really changing these shells. It's just unreal what they doing now you know like these 410s it's got you know actually as a rule of thumb probably got more pellets in than no number sixes used to or number fives used to have right so, you know yeah. you know shooting at nines or tens and i mean it's got a pile of pellets in that is for sure they got a bunch of pellets in them no doubt that is awesome yeah. i'm pumped up for him that's that is really cool oh yeah yep i mean and uh i cared i took a boy from Virginia this morning, he killed one with me, uh, you know, uh, and I've actually had, uh, I've had a school hunt where we've, we've been raising money for a private school down here, which my grandson goes and plays football with them, and they need, and we got a scholarship we're working on that we're going to, you know, try to go through Montevallo, and uh, I had mm-hmm. five different people been hunting with me the last week, and all five of them is killed, and then I took, I took eight to Florida, and seven of them killed, and one missed a turkey about 30 steps, so I've had an unreal year this year. I mean, wow. it's just been, this exploded for me, so. Uh, if I don't call another turkey up, I'm going to have a great year. Yeah, no doubt. Are you finding more turkeys this year than in, like, last year or the year before? Are the numbers Yeah, better? it seems like they just, yes, they are. And it just seems like the turkeys are acting better for some reason or another. And, uh, you know, uh, like last week, the weather wasn't that good, but we were able to get it done, you know. Uh, but, yes, in, in our county down here, in Kanesha County, we are, We've had a real good, you know, good crop. Uh, we got a lot of two-year-old turkeys this year that we, you know, we hadn't had in a long time. And so, yeah. that, you know, thank you, you know, thank God for two-year-olds is all I can say. <laughs> Amen so, to right. that. 
Mr. You, Eddie, if you need somebody to come miss another turkey for you, I'm I'm available and I'm a professional. I, I hear you. Uh oh, <laughs> that don't sound good, man. That don't sound good. It has not been. But you uh, having, been the, you're having trouble this year, huh? Yes, sir. It's it's just a weird deal. I'm having the best worst year ever as far as I'm having a great year calling turkeys up within 40 yards of me, and a terrible year as far as killing them. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well. So, Sometimes you'll go through that, need, you know. Might need to see the optometrist. I, I don't know. Well, I've had, I've had, I've been through them years myself. I mean, I've, I mean, uh, I've had some bad years right there. Well, one of them was with a, I was hell bent that I was going to do some good with a black powder gun, and uh, and it had an old, you know, just an old little bitty bead on it, and and that was my problem. My eyes wasn't that good, and I wasn't really getting down on it, and I ended up. Uh, they they had come out a few years ago with what they call a ring of fire, and it was a, just a little ring, and you could put a bead on the end of your gun, and then that ring, and then you get in the middle of it, and you know you could really see it good. And I put that on there, and I didn't miss another turkey with it. So hmm. yes, your eyes, you know, will have a play in that big time. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm I'll sort it out. I'm, I'm not going to tell you, you know, I'm not going to tell you, you know, I missed five in one morning. I'm not going to tell you that. Holy in cow. Texas, <laughs> yeah, with that black powder, some of it was it. It was a rainy morning, and it was some of it was delay. You go, it popped the top, go, and then boom, it blow off. And then you, I don't tell them where it was because you'd gonna been pulling it down by halfway, looking to see what went on going on, and then it go <laughs> off. You know, it done that <laughs> twice on me. So it was a little bit of everything, but you know, it was, but. uh you know, after I killed a few with it, I kind of I, I put it in my closet and I ain't broke it back out no more. It's still right there. So pretty. I kind of went through. That was kind of that was kind of it was one of them you know, old fashioned black powder guns too. It wasn't one of them new ones. So I was kind of hell bent that I was going to kill some turkeys with it, and I did. And I got that out of my system now, and I ain't fooling with it no more. So. Yeah. Well, man. It- if you missed five in one day, possibly, you know, allegedly, that that's that's a pretty impressive day, even even with no turkey at the end to get five and go. Well, it was. was a heck of a day. It was, and the bad thing was all of them were on video too. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I caught the blues for it. Believe me. You're making uh, me feel a lot better because uh, I've only missed six, and at least it was over a, a long period of two weeks. So. <laughs> well, well, there you go. That's why. That's why I told you that. So, man, you you got you got a lot to look forward to. If you ain't done it. Well, Cameron, you hadn't done anything till you missed five in a day. So get to it. I expect to hear yeah, some good story from you tomorrow. If I can, if I can hear five turkeys on the public land I'm currently hunting, I'll that'll be the greatest day ever. <laughs> Yeah, well, I tell you what, when you, you you know start hunting and missing turkeys on public ground, you know that's uh, that's a heartbreaker right there now because I was in Texas now, I wasn't in Alabama, and uh, you know Texas, uh, you know you can you can miss one and go over a couple of hills or on one hill and get on another one, you know it uh, it was plenty of turkeys and that was you know that was probably 15 years ago too and it was a bunch of turkeys out there where we were hunting we were hunting out around i don't think around el dorado texas out in that part of the country and it was just turkeys you know it was like a zoo out there so uh, yeah i don't think where i am that has not been the luxury on the southeastern public lands i've been roaming but i've knocked a couple down i, I slip up and accidentally kill one every now and then between misses he's well that's awesome he's found two that he would have missed but they just happened to be outside of of where the gun was aimed but that's where the pattern hits so he ended up killing two that way and the other six they were dead lined up (laughs) in the sights and he just Uh (laughs) the the second one it was three gobblers together and i don't know if i hit the one i aimed at or his buddy (laughs) but one of them fell dead i got you you know you put enough heads out there (laughs) <laughs> yeah well actually with that same old black powder gun i shot and it was like two gobblers and it was a water jakes around and i missed the gobblers and killed a jake out there i was <laughs> you know i couldn't believe that so, and it was like seemed like four or five yards away from the other one so you know i just don't know and, and, you know it was about like shooting a water hose it was spraying everywhere and uh, uh, yeah 
Well, speaking of, of videos that you've done, one of my favorites, and you've put out some incredible turkey content, but I wanted to ask you about appearing on TK and Mike. I got to say, I watch that every year before turkey season to get a good laugh. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. That was uh, that was pretty incredible right there. You know, I, I kind of done that to help them old boys way back there to get a good start. Believe me, they helped me a lot more than I ever helped them. They give me a <laughs> lot more exposure than I ever give. And, uh, you know, I hate that, uh, you know, that it had to happen to them that, you know, come down with cancer. But, you know, that's yeah. just... Uh, Times yeah, cards you get dealed in life, you know, and uh, but you know, you know, I'm thinking we were talking about that the other day as strong as YouTube and Facebook, and uh, you know, what if they had come along like right now, you know, man, they would they would have sure enough blowed up, wouldn't it, with with this younger generation right now, with all the, you know, with uh, the you know the social media and everything, they would have they exploded like it was, but you know. They really would have if, they, if it, they'd have, you know, come along right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would have been on the TikTok and viral and all over the place. Oh, yeah. I ain't doubt about it. It'd been, it'd been unreal. Yeah. But it was, it cracks me up. Uh, I think one of my favorites is when you're owl hooting and then they get to going behind you. And I, I about die every time on that. And then, you know, the king of the 10 inch oh, beard yeah. song's always good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, call me up another crow, you know, when I was trying to make a turkey <laughs> yeah. gobble, and they shot one of the crows. And, uh, yeah. so Keep doing that. It was time for me to exit. <laughs> uh, no, I had a great time doing that. That was awesome. How, yeah. m- how much of that was was staged, and how much of it was improvised? Uh, most of it was staged. Okay. Most of it was really staged. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, Them boys yeah. had it. They were real. That, you know, they, they were real creative. They, you know, they were they were thinking out of the box. That's for sure. You know? so, oh yeah. So they they you know, but really you know you could relate to everything they were doing. I mean you know from, you know from sticking a piece of plyboard on that old Toyota and spinning it all out and throwing mud all over one of them <laughs> and then, then that lady spitting that tobacco juice on them worms and spit all in their face. You could really see that happening. You know so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. It's like I watch the turkey one with you every year to get a laugh, and then during duck season, I watch the waterfowl widowmaker one where they oh. break out the, the giant gun. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. What about Shoot. pouring the coffee that shotgun barrel when he gets gets hung up in that creek down there? Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, golly, those are classics. But you're right. You know, I've never thought of how how popular those guys would have been today. It would have been unreal. It been unreal. It, it truly would have been unreal. You you have a solid point there. I, I have not considered that. Now, did they they both did they both get cancer? No, just one of them did. Just one of okay. them did. Okay, I didn't and know. I knew. Okay, got it. And he died. So he died pretty young. Yeah, he actually had intestinal. You know, he got a knot on one of his balls. And uh, and went to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, you know, it was about the size of a pea. And then in three months, it was like a golf ball, and it was too late then. And, when they, you know, when they tried to do something about it, it was good gone too far. And if he'd have got, you know, got rid of it to start with, he'd probably still be with us right now. So, wow. But, you know, yep. Well, that is uh, not the cancer thing or or you know any of the the bad stuff. We're we're not talking about that tonight. But that's that'd be great. I mean, you have not to. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's terrible. No, we we want to talk to you tonight just to kind of pick your brain. And I don't think we've done this with you, but just get you to share some more stories with us of some of your hunts. And yeah, you know, so what. Yeah. Thinking back over the years, is there a story, a hunt or two that really just sticks out in your mind besides missing five turkeys in a morning? Because I know that sticks out for the wrong reasons. But yeah, well, you know, but we can talk about that one. And but we can we can talk about. You could ask me the question. Well, you know, you missed five in one. You know, one morning. Uh, what's the best you ever done in one day in the same ranch? I had 10 kills and two misses in one day. Wow. And, you know, I'm just saying the turkeys were out there, you know, so that's something that we could talk about. And, and it's due to, you know, it's due to the turkey population. You know, you, 
you know, you get right off one, you get on another one. And I were hunt. We were having a big hunt with HS. I had uh, uh, people that buys a, you know, like the buyer of Mark Sporting Goods, or you mm-hmm. know, we had, you know, we had the Bass Pro out there. You know, we had several different ones, and we'd carry two, and they could kill, you know, two turkeys a piece, and so it wasn't nothing for us to kill four right off the bat. Then I'd go get two more, you know, and uh, so, you know, that was that was you know, unbelievable day. Yeah, no wow. joke. Wow. And then yeah. I can tell you a story about old Ken Tucker. You know, he he had a TV show called Sportsman Showcase. I don't know if y'all remember I any remember of that, that or not. Yeah. I can tell you a hunt with him. It was unusual. So, well, so it's well, a lot of things we can talk about. So Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you we kick it off whatever. We got some some good info from you to start out. So we're just going to just plug it and play and go with it as is and not do an yeah, intro. So okay, tell me the story about Ken Tucker. I got to hear this. Okay. All right. You ready for it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Well, we were, you know, Ken Tucker is the reason that, you know, I used to be a barber and I cut hair. I've told that story. You know, I, I took yeah. a straight razor and gained permission to hunt all over Connecticut County because <laughs> I never did get turned down when I had that straight razor on. A top of the ear and that you know that's probably helped me more than any, anything that i can tell y'all tonight was i had a lot of places to go hunt and that straight razor got me every one of them just about and uh but you know i, I would i was cutting ken tucker's hair and uh ken kept telling me man we need to go into we need to go into turkey call business and, you know i'm selling uh i'm selling fat wood which is lighter to pine you know pine stumps and in the yeah. ground is turned turned a lighter that folks uh, bust up and use in the fireplace. It, mm-hmm. It's easy to start. But yeah, he was he, he had he had, a, he had a bunch of these folks taking hatchets and busting it up and selling it to LL Beam. And, you know they would bunch. That was probably been about a little old ten foot. I mean ten inch uh, stick, about big as your thumb. And then he you know put a band around it, and it was about big as a a gallon cert bucket, what I want to call and he's selling them, and he was selling over a million dollars worth of L.L. Beam every year wow. in Maine up there. And uh, so anyhow, he said, man, I got the business. You know, I already know. He said, I bet you I can get them turkey calls in L.L. Beam, and we'll sell a bunch of them. And, you know, I said, well, can I? You know, I said, man, I just learned how to cut hair. I ain't got no business sense or much or whatever, and, he said, well, i tell you what, I'll run it. So anyhow, we went into turkey call business, and, uh, you know, uh, and it started off pretty good. We actually, we kind of plugged along right there, and we started in 1985. And, uh, and you know, during, I'd say, 88, somewhere in that neighborhood, I, you know, was seeing Primos was coming out, and some of these other people were coming out. And uh, I think Loban and Nightingale were, they were doing videos on how to turkey hunt. And I mm-hmm. said, well, you know, I, I need to come out with a video. So I bought a video camera, and Ken was real good at talking, believe it or not. He he was wide open. And I know I know you know he can talk, but anyhow, he 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 helped me out a lot because he would, he would talk, and I just, you know, I agreed with him mostly. I wouldn't, wouldn't have much to say because I couldn't get a word in edgeways. <laughs> And of course, that's probably hard for y'all to imagine as much as I run my mouth now. But but anyhow, uh, Ken, we started doing some stuff, and he he started helping me do commercials. And Ken decided he said, "Man, I wanna." He said, "I wanna do TV." And uh, he said, "Why don't you sell me that camera, and uh, you can buy another camera?" And and I did. I just sold him the camera I had, and I bought a smaller camera, which was a lot lighter and easier for me to get around anyhow. Mm-hmm. So, but we were, we were hunting on a, uh, plantation down. It was a J Villa, uh, plantation, which is, uh, south of Evergreen, about seven, eight miles. And they had, uh, the Macmillans and TR Millers, they all married. And TR Miller is the light pole company down in Bruton and, uh, mm-hmm. Macmillans, uh, they all just, he was a lawyer and they all, all hooked, hooked together and ended up with 300,000 acres of property from Florida to Alabama. And they were the biggest landowners in the Southeast here. 
but they had a big plantation called Jay Villa. So, and then, and it's just right south of Evergreen here. And to, oddly enough, and you don't see this a lot of times, it can be a stream of water. I mean, like six foot wide, little creek stream of water running down through the woods. And all at once, it would disappear and it would go underground. And then it liable to pop back up at 200 yards down there and be running again. It was yeah. unbelievable. You, you could. It's still, you can do that. You can still see it today. But anyhow, we, we got down there and a the turkey was gobbling and we got set up and didn't realize it, but it was a pool of water where that creek had popped up and it was a pool of water. I don't know. It was probably wasn't much bigger than my house right here. And Ken shot a turkey that was across that water. And then Ken got up to go around to get the turkey. He knocked him down. But come to find out, he had hit that turkey in the head. And when he went to get him, that turkey flopped and hit that water and started swimming just like a duck. He swims all the way across it. <laughs> and uh, and Ken run around the other side and hit him in the head with a stick when he come out of it. But, <laughs> you know, at that time, I didn't know a turkey could even swim. You know, I didn't know they could swim or not. I didn't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that was odd to me. I learned a lesson right there turkeys can swim and i've actually heard several and what guy told me he was in the boat one day on the alabama river and there come a hen swimming across the river she was kind of floating with the current and she had seven eight little turkeys right behind her swimming on top of the water oh, going wow. across the water and, I, and that's hard to believe but but they yes they can swim they sure can so that was probably at that time one of the most unusual things that i've ever seen and uh you know i had opportunity ken you know i i told him i said i could go out in the middle of a walmart parking lot and a turkey would gobble and i'd call it up for ken tucker he was the luckiest guy he probably killed over 100 turkeys that i called up he was my luck charm i couldn't believe when me and him went out we we would kill a turkey and i most of the time would call every one of them so you know uh you know he was uh he, he you know I owe him a lot because I wouldn't be in turkey call business if it hadn't been for him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did That's you, awesome. Your friend on the Alabama River, did you happen to show him a picture of a Canadian goose next to a hen turkey just to, to make sure he had seen a turkey? <laughs> you know, I didn't think about it, but that probably would have been a good, you know, and I could have asked him what he'd been drinking that night before, <laughs> too, you know, so. Uh, but if I hadn't seen that, if I hadn't seen that big old gobbler swim at, I, you know, I probably would have, you know, took it one ear and went out the other one. But I really did. It, I did see that. Now I didn't see the little turkey swim, but I did see that old big boy. He swam just like a duck or a goose right across it. That's funny. That's crazy. So did you get all of that on video? We did. We actually oh, did. Man. It was uh, Ken. Ken. Uh, it was, you know, on some, I don't know whatever happened to all his tapes and stuff, but uh, somebody ended up getting it out of Atlanta. And I would have loved it because I went on a mini turkey hunt with him. I would have liked to have that old library uh, to, you know, to, you know, bring that stuff up. But, uh, you know, I always got used to looking like Chubby Chase anyhow, though black curly hair of mine. It was long back then, you know, that was a style. But, uh, you know, I would, uh, I, I did have plenty of long curly hair back then and it was black too. So has Ken passed away? Is he still alive? He did. He had, okay. and now he passed away. It's probably been yeah, about close to 15 years ago. Now he's been a pretty good while. It okay. really has. Okay. It's been over 10 now. You know, you know, time will get away from us anyhow, but it's oh, been yeah. at least 10 years old. So. Okay. Yeah. You know, still, he actually... He was still involved a little bit. He had he had actually sold his uh, TV stuff out to a young man named Dale Fowle, and he was actually Ken's cameraman. And he had come from uh, Liberty, Mississippi, and moved over here. And uh, he ended up turning it around, and uh, he just you know he just shut it down. It's you know a TV show. It's a uh, it's you know it's a constant struggle. You got to deal with all the sponsors and. You know, it's, it gets really aggravating, you know, yeah. and uh, it's kind of like doing your, you know, uh, uh, podcast right there. You know, you got one sponsor, you know, for one six months and then next six months they don't know you, you know. So yeah. television the same. Yeah, that is a, a tough way to make a go of it, that's for sure. 
Yes, and, sir. Yes, sir. Now I think it's gotten to where sponsors are are paying a fraction of what they used to pay, which is why all these shows have you know fifteen different sponsors. Yeah. So it yeah. is. It's, you know, my problem was is you know most of on on for TV we were we would shoot one year. You know we were you know behind the eight ball. We shoot we'd have to shoot a year before we could air, and then you know just say you had a you know let's just say you had a Winchester hat on and you shot everything with a Winchester hat on. And then all at once Winchester comes up the next year and says, look, you know, our budget just ain't going to let us, you know, we can't sponsor you this year. Then you got to go back and re-edit everything, you know. So it's just, uh, and that's one of the reasons, you know, I got so old and, and I got tired of it. I said, I ain't, I ain't putting up with this some more. I said, I'm going to retire from it. So that's why I got out of TV. Yeah. yeah. So, but I enjoyed it and it's been good to me, you know, uh, you mentioned the black powder rifle. I was wondering, have you ever tried with a bow? It was a black powder shotgun. Or black powder powder shotgun. Have you ever tried with a bow? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do yeah, you think I'm of killed, that? Uh, I'm still not convinced on it too much, but I've killed maybe five with a bow. But now, way back on a when, I used, I mean, I think I hit four or five real good, and they probably all died. And and I just quit for a long time. And I was using the uh, like uh, like what we call cut on M- impact. That was old. That, at that particular time was like the old Bear Raider, and it was so sharp it was going right through them turkeys. And they didn't hardly know they were hit, but then they would fly off. And you know if they got up six foot and sail, they don't bleed like a turkey, and you just can't hardly find them. And yeah. so I quit. I quit, and I said, well. I think a turkey is designed to, you know, shoot in the face with some number sixes. And that's what I said years ago. And then, and then I started using, you know, later on, I started using HS morning minutes. Actually, I went to Nebraska and I went up there about four or five days before shotgun season come in like a dummy. And I had to shoot a bow and <laughs> but we were using the mechanical, using mechanical broadheads and, uh, but, I had old Rick White was one of our pro staff guys who was running the camera, and he was still running turkeys off of me, and I just couldn't believe it. I was in the, I was like in a, you know, a blind, and he was outside of it, and I kept telling him, I said, "Man, you running turkeys off?" And uh, he said, "No, I ain't." I said, "Yeah, you are, cause I ain't running them off." And we about to had to fight, and I said, "Well, this next turkey," I said, "I'm gonna be out here with you. I'm gonna watch you." And I got out there on D and got right behind us big old ponderosa pine we were in in nebraska and we were hunting merriams and, and had old turkey come in and you know i wasn't even using decoys and he come in behind another tree when he come out i ended up sticking him right there in the butt of his wings and that was the first one i ever killed and i've killed a few more after that but you know it's tough you know and what but these new you know with equipment nowadays it's so much better than it was 30 years ago you know 35 years ago when i was first trying it so yeah, it's a you know it's a but you know uh, the mechanical broadheads is the way to go and I actually they got a thing called a guillotine they got a big old uh, you shoot a turkey it'll cut his head and move off you know and it's got big old like three or four inch blades and it'll just cut them off and so you know it's uh, you know it's 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 got a lot better but I still believe turkeys are designed to shoot with a shotgun. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, totally agree. So you you mentioned the hunt with with Ken. Are there uh, is there another memorable hunt that sticks out in your mind? If you were sitting around the campfire right now telling stories at camp, what would you? Well, I'm gonna tell y'all a story here, and it's hard to believe. But when I was, I probably wasn't but about 22, 23 years old. Like it goes back to the old barbershop days. Uh, I had a customer come in there and he said, uh, he said, I wish that I could get you to take my 15 year old son turkey hunting. I said, well, I think that can be possible. And he said, uh, we've been fooling with it. two gobblers has been roosting in about a 10 acre beaver pond. He said, if we get on one side, they'll fly on the other side. And then when we get on the other side, they'll fly on out where we were at in the morning four. And they got about 20 hens. And I said, well, that don't sound real good, but. I said, but we'll go. I, I'll go Saturday morning. Just tell him to be ready at, you know, five o'clock, and I'll pick him up. And so, sure enough, went down there. 
at five o'clock uh, on that Saturday morning. Didn't take but one shotgun and uh, fifteen. You know, he's fifteen year old boy had a little sixteen gauge shotgun, and we we set up over there, and the turkeys were gobbling just like he said. They was two of them gobbling out there on that clear cut. I mean, out there on that beaver pond, and and I went to cutting. I knew I had man. I knew I had a lot of competition, and I went to cutting and yapping, and I didn't give them turkeys a chance. I mean. Before they'd quit gobbling, I would back yapping again and cutting and just carrying on. And them hens, I heard them hens pitch out on the other side. And all at once, I heard one of them old gobblers pitch out on our side. I said, mm-hmm. So we in the ballpark now. And, and it, wasn't, it wasn't no time I could see that old turkey walking the edge of that beaver pond. He was coming on up in there. And, and I let him get on up there. You know, probably he wasn't no more than about 15 steps, no more than 20 at the most. And I told I told that boy, I said, your name was Jeff. I said, you better shoot. And he didn't shoot. You know, I sat there for another second or two, and I said, shoot. He didn't shoot. And then finally, I said, shoot the turkey. And about that time, bow. And that turkey kind of looked, made about three quick steps and kind of looked, well, what in the world just happened? And, you know, of course, back then, I was young, and I had a lot of blood in my eyes. And uh, I jumped up, and the little boy was still sitting down. And I snatched the gun away from him. I wouldn't dare do that nowadays. But I, I took the gun, flew away from that little old boy, and I killed a turkey with that, you know, with that little old sixteen gauge. Wow, like that. And I turned and looked, and I turned and looked at him. I said, "Why didn't you shoot the turkey?" And uh, you know, he he looked like his eyes as big as a saucer's. Anyhow, he said, "I did shoot the turkey." I said, "You didn't shoot that turkey." He said, "No, there's one out there on about twenty five steps in front of us." Sure enough, both of them gobblers had flew down, and I didn't know but one of them had flew down, and he killed the turkey out in front of him. And when I was telling him to shoot, he couldn't see the turkey good enough. And then finally he got in there, you know, where he could shoot him, and I was telling him to shoot him. And he, So we killed two turkeys with the same shotgun, the little 16-gauge. So, that's cool. you know, that's, that's the story right there. I wish it would have been videoed, but, you know, uh, you know, and I wouldn't dare do that right now. I was back when I had a lot of blood in my eye. I thought you had to kill every turkey that you, you had a chance to kill, you know. Yeah. And didn't have a chance to kill many of them. So, you know, but uh, we did. We were we laughed about that. And I told that many a time right there that uh, killed two turkeys with the same shotgun on one hunt. That was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah, and probably made you feel a little better when, when he had actually killed one. You didn't just <laughs> shoot a turkey. <laughs> it, uh, you know, I was kind of ashamed of myself. But after he, man, I hugged him and all that. And we, we laughed and went on back to the, I went on back to the barbershop. And we had some, uh, we had plenty of stories to tell then, that's for sure. Man, it was a lot of stories around the barbershop. You know, I had a woman one Saturday. It was opening day of turkey season and, on Saturdays, I don't. I, I worked on appointments during the week, but you know, I didn't take no appointments till about eleven o'clock. Now I might cut hair at eight o'clock, but I didn't go in to, to about eleven o'clock every day during turkey season. I was hunting every morning, and uh, so. But on Saturdays, you know, I opened about eight o'clock. I would go hunting a little bit, but then I would come on back in and open up. And and I cut I cut a lot of women's hair too, you know. And I was cutting this woman's hair, and it was opening day. And it must have been 10 guys. And then they were all telling us turkey stories. And, and I was finishing up on this, this lady. Sarah, I was cutting her bangs around there. And she looked up with me. She says, uh, hey, I want to ask you something. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, is my turkey, I mean, is my hair going to look like a blankety blank turkey when we get through with it? And uh, she was telling me she done heard all the turkey tales that she wanted to hear. And I said, Let's hope not, anyhow. But I got—I guarantee you, all the men—they disappeared. I mean, every one of them left the shop right then, and she'd <laughs> already heard all she here. And uh, so, but you know, but we had a lot of good times in the shop right there. It was a lot of stories told, and you know, I ended up killing a lot of turkeys that a lot of guys would come in there. You know, they food with a turkey. You know, and we all do. We food with a turkey three or four times and. For some reason, we can't kill him, and or he don't pay us no attention. He don't answer. He goes the other way, and you know, and you know, and they'll tell me, "Well, look, here's a turkey over here uh, on a creek over here, or so and so. You can go down this road or whatever. I don't want nothing to do with him more. You can go hunt that turkey." And you know, back then it was a lot of public ground, 
And, uh, you know, well, actually wasn't so much public ground. It was permit. You could go buy a permit. You know, we had it lucky back when I was a boy. I could, I bet you I had close to 200,000 acres I could hunt on within around, you know, two or three counties here that you could buy a permit for to hunt. Yeah, forest, yeah. forestry timber companies and things like that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, I had one I had one company uh up there had about fifty thousand acres. That was Macmillan Blowdale and then the Wilman Timber Company, they had about a fifteen thousand acres and container corporation that you know, they had about a hundred thousand international. You can buy a permit for all these folks. I mean all these companies yeah. and uh, and and then of course you had management area. That Georgiana management area which was close to where I live at right now is about twenty miles. And it was loaded up with turkeys. It was in the edge of Butler County and in Connecticut County, and it was eat up with turkeys. And uh, so, you know, and I could go up around uh, uh, around in Wilcox County and the uh, and, and which the Wilman Timber Company, and it was I guarantee you it was eat up with turkeys. You you go out there and you hear four or five turkeys gobble at every place you stopped in. Just about. I mean, hmm. it was unreal. Uh, wow. You know, but it was uh, about 35 miles from my house, and I didn't go up there every morning. And uh, but you know, when I bought a, I bought a, a 19, actually a 1976 four-wheel drive pickup, Ford pickup, uh, and that was the first four-wheel drive I bought. Bought it brand new. I think I give, I don't know, three thousand dollars for it or something. Else. It's unreal, <laughs> hmm. you know, compared to what they cost now. But that four-wheel drive would get me access on a lot of them old country roads back then. And, man, I'd get on some of them old back country roads and some of them off-roads where they cut timber at a little bit. And, man, you could just get on turkeys and get on turkeys. And, uh, you know, it's all changed now. Everything is turned into hunting clubs and uh, just going knocking for permits now. That razor won't, won't get you very far right now because all of it's leased up. That's and right. uh, it's, uh, you know... I, I was a lucky man. I just didn't realize how lucky I was. And, uh, you know, to be able to grow up or grew up in the part of the country that we were eat up with turkeys and uh, could get on turkeys every morning that went out. It was just unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sad to think about how it's all leased up and everything now where, you know, used to you had all those hundreds of thousands of acres to roam on and that those days are gone. You're right. They, they are gone. And, uh, you know, I was blessed, and I think, you know, I think that helped me become a better turkey hunter, be, be honestly, and, uh, you know, had a lot of private ground, and then, you know, all the, the permit ground, and, uh, you know, just had more turkeys than I know what to do with, and, you know, so, and I still struggled, and, you know, but I'd still, most of the time, I'd get my limit, you know, I've seen it go from three to five to six back to five and now back to four you know it's uh it's limits changed a lot over the years since uh i've been, actually been hunting them now you know right at 60 years and it's really it's changed a lot it really has yeah yeah i feel like the number one key to becoming a good turkey hunter is to be on turkeys often you know no no doubt no doubt no no doubt about it and you know and i tell you a lot of things that's helped me i think uh you know, started fooling with you know in the you know in in the eighties right there in the in the late eighties right there with you know Ken Tucker and we started videoing turkeys and uh, you know uh, that helped me get a lot more patience. I used to didn't have that much patience on turkey. If he, you know, I fooled with him a little bit and he didn't come in, I'd get up. The thing I you know that made me get up and leave him was I'd hear another turkey gobble and I said, "Shoot, this turkey don't want to play ball here. I'm gonna get up and leave one." And then mm-hmm. I'd get up and go kill a lot of times, and uh, you know. But it it ended up, you know, because you couldn't you couldn't get up and run, and you know, and sit, and uh, I mean, we had to sit and wait. You couldn't just, you know, because you had you know too much stuff to get up and move. You couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. And the camera weighed 110 pounds, so you didn't want to have to carry it any further than you already had. Yep, you're right. Now one morning up there, we talking about stories. One morning we were up in Wilcox County, and I had an old boy named Bobby Johnson. He's in the turkey. I mean, uh, he's in the wood business now. He buys and cuts timber down here. But 
I took him on, you know, we both had a permit up. I told him to get him a permit and went up there. And I said, I've been, you know, it's old turkey down here. I've been fooling with a little bit. And so we, we were started down the road and the turkey gobbled. I mean, it was just an old backwood road, but you know, the mail would run up and down. It was a public road and, uh, and all at once, I mean, the turkey was right there. And we, we just kind of stepped off the road and trying to figure out what happened. And the turkey flew down in the dark. He he flew down within a hundred yards, straight down the gravel road from us. And and Bobby said, "What do I do now?" I just said, uh, "Just stand up and lean your gun against that tree right there." And sure enough, he stood against that edge of that tree right there. And I called that turkey right straight down that gravel road, and we killed him. And uh, you know, and a lot of that, I'm probably. It wasn't that you know you know we we talk we like to value ourselves how good we are and all that. I think back when I started way back then and all that, it wasn't how good you were. I think the turkeys hadn't had the pressure put on them. I think pressure is the name of the ball game. I think that's what makes turkeys get so hard. You know, it's because people's been fooling with them, and some of the people has really educated them good. And I think pressure is what makes them hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'd agree with you there. Uh, I had a question I was going to ask you. So, do you, you talked about you know the pressure and and how that's affected the turkeys population wise? And let's just speak to to your part of the state and so much of that ground down there is is private ground and leased to hunting clubs. But do you feel like back in in those days when you you know I had just started working and and working at the barber shop there? Do you feel like there were more birds then than there are now? Nope, it's not. It was not. But what what you might find was it might be uh, 10,000 acres that you could not hear a turkey, and it'd be beautiful woods, but then you'd find pockets of turkeys, and it would be a good many turkeys in them pockets. Yeah. And what was the good about it, I didn't realize it, but they hadn't had pressure put on them, especially up in that Wilcox County up there you know, south of Camden up in that area there. And, uh, you know, in a lot of that area, we've had, we had a little more pressure down here, but you can get in some of that back country up there and the turkeys ain't had no pressure on them. And I found out it was more turkeys seemed like, and up, it was more pockets of turkeys up there than it really was down in, in our country down here. We had a lot of, in that part of the country, it was a lot of big, pretty woods and down here, it was a lot of farming going on and you see these turkeys around these fields and stuff and they were easy access people seeing. So they got messed with more. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, what really made me, I think detour to, uh, if you want to call it a detour, but it made me go to where turkeys hadn't been hunting so much. And I started being a lot more successful and it was, it's because they were a lot easier to keep. And I remember since we telling the story, I'm going to tell this story here. And I can sit here and tell y'all stories that just, they'd all gradually come to me. But uh, Wilcox Academy up there, uh, it was, it's a little private school in Camden, Alabama. And believe it or not, at one time up around Military and Camden, I felt like it was some of the best hunting. And it's been rich with hunting over the years, deer and turkey. But uh, they have a little public school, and they, I mean, a little private school, and it's still, they still have a hunt each year and for turkeys and uh, so they talked me into coming up there and taking a boy hunting that morning and uh, so we went out and we killed a turkey up that way and and i've been about halfway back home was up in around mac williams wasn't quite halfway and it was and and i used my brother's truck that morning and uh, i didn't even carry a gun with me but i noticed he had an old 870 in the back back there and uh, so uh, on the way back, I said, I'm going to pull in here at this clear cut. And, uh, and so I pulled in there. I had food with some turkeys a couple of days later. They, and I had, it was like a big drove of turkeys on the back, uh, east corner of it. And I pulled up there. And, but when I pulled up to look, I was going to get a pair of binoculars and go up there and one of them pushed up landing piles right there and look over in there. And I run a drove of turkeys off to my left. I said, Lord knows, I got messed up here. And I said, well, I'm going to ease on up there and, look, you know, climb up in that pile and see if I see them turkeys in the back back there. And I may try to kill one this morning because, you know, because I've already called it up and I'm headed back home now. And uh, so anyhow, it wasn't nothing. And I started back to the truck and all at once, 
I heard that old turkey gobbling off that, that just scattered out there. They just they just flushed like a cubby of quail. Yeah. And I can't believe it. it's a turkey gobbling. I mean, it'd been three minutes or so that seemed like. And man, I run back to the truck and I dug around and I seen some shells there and I went to put the shells in that gun and I that turkey had me all messed up. And I went out there and it was joined some about like about a twenty year old uh, pine plantation it joined but it was clear cut right there where they picked up. It was good and clean out there. And I just left the truck parked out there on top of that little little rise right there. And I went out there and set up. And all at once, the first time I called the turkey gobbling, and it wasn't but a minute, he come blowing in there. But he hit a deer trail, and he come down to my left, and I couldn't see him. I couldn't see how to shoot him. And he walked out in that clear cut and walked out there towards where the truck was at. And he was gobbling, and so anyhow, I kind of crawled around and on my belly and got turned around and leaned up against the tree on the opposite side facing him now. And I called to him, and there he come. He come rolling back in there. And uh, so I went ahead. He got in there about 30 steps. I went ahead and shot him, and I run out there and put my foot on his head, and, and I pumped the shell out of my gun, and it was a number eight bird shot. So, you know. <laughs> I had never dreamed I could kill a turkey with number eight, but I did kill one with number eight bird shot, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I, that was, that had possible. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. That's, it is. It is. So, you know, you know, if he's close enough, I guess you can hit him just right. You can gel that head up, you know, we, we can kill him with squirrel shots. So that's what I did on that, or dove shot, to be honest with you. Yeah. So little, yeah. little right, number eight. So, Light load. It only takes one pellet in the right spot. You're right. It can get in that head area right there. So, you know, I, you know, it's, but I'm going to be honest with you. The good Lord's been good to me. And, uh, you know, I'm 69 years old. And, and to me, you know, sitting here talking to y'all, just uh, reminiscing and, you know, thinking about the, you know, all the good old days and stuff. And, man, it, it is really, it, it, I've had a lot of, you know, had a lot of stories. I called Lawton Childs and one across the, he flew, he flew a big river. He flew from Georgia into Florida. And Lawton Childs at that time was the president of Florida. And he hit 18 steps and he missed him. And then he started, he had a big 10 gauge and he shot at him three more times flying back across the river. And I asked him, I said, what have you done if he failed in that river right there? He said, I'd have sent you after him. I said, I don't think so. <laughs> I went to that alligator place out there. So. But, you know, I've had opportunities to talk with a lot of different people. You know, Blake Shelton and a lot of the country music, Aaron Kiffin, Lori Morgan, and a lot of the country music folks. I, you know, uh, I had a lot a lot of good times out there. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been good to me. It really has. I cared uh, I had Gene Stallings up there, to, you know, the coach of Alabama. He killed his first turkey, and I had a cameraman that was eat up with. He had blood in his eyes, and here come two, here come two big gobblers, and then Gene killed one, bow, and then the other gobbler jumped on top of him. And my cameraman was hollering, "Kill him! Kill him! Kill him!" And I went, "No! No! No!" You know, because you know you can't kill but one in right. Alabama, and I, I didn't break the law, you know. <laughs> But that cameraman, he was he, he was wanting him to kill him now. <laughs> so, you know, Gene Stallings could have gotten away with it. Uh, he might have would have. <laughs> the game warden couldn't have wrote. If he was an Alabama fan, but if he'd been right. Auburn, he would have liked it. He'd have written him two tickets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> have you ever thought about writing a book, sharing some of your uh, stories? You know, I actually have, you know, talked to, uh, I got an outdoor writer that, uh, uh, from South Carolina and. uh, Talked to him a little bit about it, and he wrote some stuff. And we just—he got up with me not too long ago. He, I better need to go on and try to get it uh, to go ahead and get him to finish it on up right there. Jim Castle, which is—he's a bike gun got so old, he's about—he's about got one foot in the grave right now. He's about like me almost. And uh, so I need to—I need to probably get up. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I need to get up with him and try to finish that one version up because. I probably could have three or four of them if I start telling all these tales that I got. So, <laughs> and uh, so I've got some good ones, and I got some that uh, we don't we don't like to talk about, like some of your buddies in there. You don't you don't like to talk about all your misses and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I have never missed one today. Oh goodness! Well, Eddie, this has been fun. 
I, I, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, buddy. I, y'all have to get me back on here. I probably can uh, tell you another couple dozen right there and make y'all laugh. And But, hey, I appreciate y'all having me on here. And, uh, you know, God bless y'all. Y'all go to, you know, y'all, you know, have y'all a good, you know, rest of the year. Maybe it'll be good for you. I, I still think turkeys, I think this little coup snap that we got it here right now. And, a matter of fact, I called a turkey up from a guy in Virginia this morning and he killed him and uh, thank the Lord for two year olds that uh, make somebody like me look pretty good. So uh, it took about uh, five minutes to kill him. He liked to run over the top of us and we just taught him <laughs> right, dust. you know. So, yeah, you gotta so, like that for sure. So if somebody yeah, listening to I the think- show wants to buy a call or two or, or 10, how can they go about that? That'd be easy. They can go to the turkey man, put it the turkey com. And hit a pull up or Eddie Salter, the turkey man, either one of them, but uh, the turkey man and pull it up, okay? Well, and we uh, got a lot of tools on there. We got a lot of good stuff. Just go to it and check it out. It might be something in there you can't live without. I hope it is. Yeah, I saw a few things on there today. I I had to get on there and buy me some more diaphragm calls. So I, I got my order in a little bit earlier today and I'll be checking the mail pretty regular hoping they come in soon so that'll be good all right all right brother well, look thanks so much and uh good luck to y'all you, have man. a blessing you too yeah, buddy. Sir. you too thanks you too. eddie all right, man. all right goodbye all right bye. i love when we get the guest fired up yeah and the guest just gets rolling you know reminiscing about those stories got eddie fired up yeah and he was like well i got one more let me tell you this one. So I love that. That is exactly what I wanted to happen, and it did. That was a lot of fun. It was a it was a great interview, and man, I could just see in my mind back in the day when he's talking about all that acreage mm-hmm. and how all the timber companies you could just buy a permit, and I just can't imagine how awesome that was. Yeah, I just can't. I, I mean, I can't even fathom it because I've never had that, you know. Yeah, and. Because all those timber companies have wised up and realized they can lease for a lot more than they can sell permits. Well, and not only that, but the last company that I remember doing the permits quit doing them. And this company has some land in the Birmingham area, but they quit doing the permits because there was someone who got shot and killed on one of the interstates from a person who was on their land. And I'm not going to say that person was hunting because I don't believe that person was hunting. I believe they were there to kill someone, just Mm -hmm. point blank. But these companies realize that not only can they make more money, but there's a lot less liability when the people who are on that property hunting are controlled. Yeah, and they're less people, lease agreement. Insurance Mm -hmm. that's part of the lease. And so, yeah, it makes sense. A lot of abuse over the years with people shooting signs, you know, throwing trash out, using it as a dump. Yeah. I mean, you've seen our public lands. I'm sure it was similar. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, it sucks. And we are the ones who pay the price literally now, because if you want to hunt that land, you got (laughs) to pony up to lease it. That's right. Or join the club. It is is sad. It is sad because I... You know, to be able to walk out your door and think, I got 200,000 acres I can hunt today. That's got to be pretty nice. Yes, indeed. But cool stories in there. I definitely want to talk about TK and Mike. And then uh, hearing that story of the turkey swimming was quite interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'd love to see the video footage of that one. Yeah, I actually saw a white hen at my property south of Birmingham we have a lake there on the property and I saw her get into the water one day like midway up her chest and she didn't swim but she was just kind of wading around in the water on the edge of the lake and we drove the boat not 20 yards from her while we were fishing it wasn't turkey season so we were out there fishing and she's just out there like yeah I'm looking a little pale I think I need to get some sun and it's a little like hot. I'm stepping here and cool off and yeah. That is interesting. And it was white. Yes, a white hen. That is crazy. What a story. Yep. You never know what you're going to see when you lace up the boots and go to the woods. Very true. 
never know i think that's one of the reasons why we go absolutely yeah absolutely well good stuff you got a favor of the week this week for us i do if you guys need some calls visit eddie's website buy some calls from eddie you know he's just one of the nice guys in the industry he has done a lot to share his knowledge and his education and his love of the sport with us all of us over the years and hey it's one way we can give back to somebody who's given a lot to us so yeah. buy some of eddie's calls and let him know when you place the order that i think you can leave a note on the order page just let him know that you heard him on the turkey hunter podcast and that would be a huge favor for us part two of the favor is very simple be careful there you go we say this a lot you cannot pull back the shot once the trigger breaks so there's no turkey in the world worth hurting someone else or worth getting hurt over so be careful out there guys and girls and you want to you you think i'll just wrap this thing up i agree be careful and yeah go ahead and wrap it up it's turkey season we gotta sleep when we can all right thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we know that you have choices we appreciate you spending your time with us we hope you have a wonderful week and we look forward to seeing you again next week Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.